Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Lovely to see you. You're nice and warm in here this morning. I don't know what's wrong with me. My glasses are fogging up. Yesterday I was at Bros Fast and it finished at 10 o'clock and by about 1 o'clock I reckon I'd warmed up my, my bones. <laughs> it was outside but it was really awesome. So, yeah. We're men. Some, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Real men. <laughs> Father, just want to thank you for your goodness to us and thank you that you love a listening ear and Lord, um, for he who has ears to hear and she who has ears to hear, let him hear. So Lord, you want to speak today, uh, speak through what's here and uh, continue to speak as you've been speaking through communion, through beautiful worship. And uh, we want to incline our ear to you. And we want to hear and not just hear to hear for his sake, but hear to change sake. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Pastor C said we are going to talk about a little thing today, and it's forgiveness. But it's not that little because I was thinking... Um, if we all grasped what it is to be totally forgiven by what Jesus has done for us, and if we were able to forgive each other in the fullness measure of that, uh, we would have more than 9 and 11 a.m. church. We'd have 2 p.m. church, 4 p.m. church, 6 p.m. church for everyone who's passed through the doors and come under the sound of the gospel and that, but has not yet grasped all of it. Every person who's ever been here, um, it would be enormous, wouldn't it? So this, so I'm going to speak on it, but only because it's still relevant and it's it's something we all need. So the title is is a forgiving future, and um, one of the little things is forgiveness, and uh, of course our, our great example is Jesus and uh, you know we can sing you've been so so good to me so so and good are not enough words to say what Jesus has done for us and and more and more we're discovering what good good means like uh, you get marked in a test and it might be good but that's not very good or not excellent or outstanding but but good in in God is good and uh, that's Good is the most powerful word, isn't it? And uh, we just don't have enough words to describe. Yeah, and and he's God's got a plans for us for to have a future and a hope and uh, to prosper. And unforgiveness is not part of that plan. For us, not being able to forgive or not forgiving or not allowing ourselves to be forgiven, um, that's not part of a plan to prosper and succeed and have a future and a hope. Here's some things that the Mayo Clinic said about holding a grudge. Um, they did a study on it. And uh, if we hold a grudge, here's some things that they found in the study happen. It brings anger and bitterness into every relationship and new experience. Imagine bringing that taint into every relationship and every new experience you have. Wasn't that fantastic? 
<laughs> unforgiveness will do that. Uh, they found that people holding a grudge become so wrapped up in the wrong that you can't enjoy the present. People holding a grudge become depressed or anxious. People who hold a grudge feel that your life lacks meaning or purpose or that you're at odds with your spiritual beliefs. How's that? Who's ever had a wrestle with your spiritual beliefs? And uh, I wonder if unforgiveness and holding a, br- a grudge is, uh, is what's wrong in that situation. You feel you're at odds with your spiritual beliefs. And people who hold a grudge lose valuable and enriching connectedness with others. Okay. And I think we probably know when we're in that, you know, not so good good a place because we talk about the fruit of the Spirit and, uh, you know, there's different aspects to that. But we're either in the zone with that or not. They're not individual fruits as such, like you can't have unforgiveness but have peace. You can't um, have unforgiveness in your life and have joy. You know, they, it's, you know it's, it's all tied in and, and together. Max Licardo uh, said this about forgiveness. He said, apple trees bear apples and wheat stalks produce wheat and forgiven people forgive people. Forgiven people forgive people. So that's what our position is as forgiven people where people, it's, it's our nature now to forgive. It's our nature now not to hang on to other stuff uh, but to forgive. And God's been so good to us. Oh, man, we could throw this out and just talk. I could talk all day and give a testimony of what God's done in my life, what Jesus has done for me. And it's just incredible and amazing. And But we won't do that. But, yeah, just wonderful. Um, you know, we're hard on the people close to us. You know, we have high expectations on our family. We have high expectations on the church sometimes. But we need to concentrate on what we're called to do and be by God, and that is to be people who forgive. People who forgive. Jesus said on the cross, Luke 23, 24, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. So the, the scripture, very powerful scripture this, this morning, um, is Matthew 18, 21 to 35. It's really good um, preaching twice. Uh, I had some people come up and give me some, some, great, some great stuff in between and, uh, and, and some awesome stuff. Someone told me some stuff that he thought I'd said. In the, in the first message, I'm going to share it with you shortly because it's really good. Uh, I, I said, I'm pretty sure I didn't say that, but it's it's wonderful. It doesn't God speaks? God speaks. The parable of the unforgiving debtor, and Jesus tells a story. He's been talking just before this about someone who sins against you. What do you do? What do you do? And and Peter uh, said, you know. He's got the idea, you've got to forgive. And how many times to, do you have to forgive? Peter's got a concept of forgiving more than once because the rabbis would have said you've got to forgive three times. 
And so Peter, he's talking to Jesus. He's got to impress Jesus. So he says, oh, seven times, Jesus? Yeah, I'm going to just step it up a little bit. <laughs> uh, Jesus can say, no, 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 not that many times. You know, only three or four, you know. Uh, Jesus says, no, that's not near enough. Uh, if you haven't forgiven seven times, 70 or 77 times, whichever, uh, yeah, multiple times, we need to keep forgiving. We need to keep forgiving. And if we've got to keep forgiving the same situation, well, we keep forgiving the same situation because Jesus has done all of that for us. So uh, this is a parable. It's a, it's a tremendous story. It's so powerful. Peter came, yeah, and here he is asking him, verse 21, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. He lets that sink in for a bit and then he starts the story. The kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decides to bring his accounts up to date. It's the 30th of the month and it's time to, to uh, send out the bills and... Um, and see who still owes something, with his servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay that debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me, and I'll pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. Millions of dollars. When the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant, he's done the same thing, fell down and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I'll pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put into prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king, told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. I just want to say when I'm talking about forgiveness today, I, I, I don't think the Holy Spirit was uh, commissioning me to bring a condemning message and, and, uh, and a message to say, Righto, all of you down the front on your knees and uh, and and confess to it, to each other and you know um, I felt that wasn't what I was led to speak today, but as an encouraging message uh, about having a forgiving future. Let's go forward and uh, and use how powerful this is to be a motivation in our lives to to follow forward. So. I've just got a bit of a, a prop here to re-illustrate that story. Um, Jesus did a good. <laughs> Jesus did a good job. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, in this story, um, I've moved it forward, and it's like I've got a bit of a grievance about someone, and uh, here it is. I've got it in this folder. 
a different Stephen. And, uh, um, but, but I've got, I've, I've decided to hang on to a grievance uh, to a, something I've got against someone. And uh, I've looked after it. It's in a folder. It's in a plastic wrap so that it's not going to perish. And it's going to be easy to find because it's in that. So I've got that there ready to go. Okay, I can go down that path. But what is then held against me? So what else is in here? This is some stuff. If I'm holding that against someone, this in here is what can be held against me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> what can be held against me? All of this. And these have even got writing on them. May 2021. <laughs> That's just one box. See how it doesn't work. It, it, that cannot work. That cannot work. Forgiveness is a two-way thing. Our forgiveness from God, which is absolute and complete, and us forgiving others. And uh, I really would want all of that to go away, wouldn't you? Would you want that to be hanging around? Uh, we've got enough paperwork, <laughs> papers at home. And uh, imagine to be free of all that. All I've got to do is get rid of this, is to deal with this, and that goes away. That goes away. This guy, these guys had no hope of paying their debt off from prison, and uh, Jesus is willing to forgive it all. He's willing to forgive us everything. And uh, I mentioned it in the first service that, you know, some of us might still have some gear uh, in our own box, that we, in our mind, that we think God hasn't forgiven that. That's that's not enough. That's not. He can't really. That's gonna got to hang over my head for a bit longer, because of what it is. No, Jesus forgave it all. Those boxes uh, can go and get burnt and and dealt with, if if we do our bit. And uh, it's it's strong words, strong words. Um, and someone was sharing me with me in the break about that being thrown into prison. Well, that's a that's a, a metaphor for this life, isn't it? You know, imagine, you know, the person that that Mayo Clinic identified. That's not the life you want to live. That's not the life you want to be affected by. Um, I don't want to belittle what's happened to you in your life. You know, I might not have been forgiven. I might not have as much cause to forgive as you do. But the principles are the same. The principles are the same. Um, and also, is our eternal life under threat if we refuse to forgive? Well, go and check scripture. <laughs> um, there's some verses that could could easily allude to that to being that way. Um, you know, can you lose your salvation? Yeah. I don't want to put that to the test, to be honest, and I'd rather everybody be very on solid ground there and not on the edge. 
you don't that's there's no reason to be on the edge no reason to be there and satan he he wants to wheedle in and cause a bit of disruption in our lives he wants to to cause uh, some upset some some discontent some things that could grow and grow and grow into something a lot bigger that's what he would like to do and uh someone said to me this is something that was attributed to me but someone else said <laughs> satan will use physical things to bring about spiritual upheaval that's he's uh, he's cunning and that's what he would like to do and uh it, little things little things we're talking about little things well forgive the little is the little thing then the other the bad little things won't have a role unforgiveness inhibits our relationship with god there's absolutely absolutely it does um how can we be one thing and not another our greatest need is forgiveness unforgiveness waters down what's been done for us on the cross his suffering was for all our sin and those others i can't come and take communion and and thank jesus for forgiving all my sins that they be removed as far as the east from the the west but you i can't forgive that person over there <laughs> is he was he only powerful enough to die for my my sin no he was his he died for everyone even the ones who wouldn't acknowledge him who don't still to this day acknowledge him but his suffering was for all and and unforgiveness says he's not totally sovereign not powerful enough to forgive everyone because otherwise I'm going against I'm going against Jesus if he's forgiven someone and I haven't I'm I'm going against God so our relationship God is in is in a is in real jeopardy um unforgiveness bypasses God's justice let God's got his justice we've got our justice but we're meant to not do our justice <laughs> we have scripture doesn't give us authority to be judges in this life it doesn't give us the authority one day um you know beyond the second coming it might be a different story there's scriptures that say that we'll judge people we'll judge angels going to be interesting uh, but that's a, a bit of a way off yet we've got no judging credentials in this life we've got we've got to lay down our life and take up our cross not judge others and put them on a cross we've taken on a role as judge we we have overstepped the mark big time matthew 7:1 jesus very simply said do not judge so that you will not be judged um another quote forgiveness is not saying that the one who hurt you was right forgiveness is stating that god is faithful and he will do what's right let's leave it to god let it go leave it to god uh by all means protect yourself from something that's that's not right uh but as far as the judgment goes leave it to god he's faithful do we believe he's faithful do we believe do we believe that he will do what's right yes thank you unforgiveness inhibits our relationship with others it's putting yourself first to be honest 
It's saying, my needs, my needs, my hurts, my hurts, my, you've upset me. It's putting ourselves first. And we're not, that's not how we're to do relationships in the kingdom of God. That's not how relationships work. They don't work. <laughs> Unforgiveness also lets in a dest- destructive emotion. And um, it's a counterfeit emotion where you get a bit of a woe is me happening. I'm not getting enough attention. Uh, I deserve better than this. Um, You know, the world's not a just place. (laughs) My sister and brother-in-law in Melbourne, they listen to a certain radio station and it's talk back and they have it on all day and all night in their in their house and uh it's a it's a talk back station that i'm i'm 54 years old and and i'm being the wheelhouse of the demographic of that station that and that and a little bit older so the station it is all about someone had a raw deal from telstra someone had vic Rhodes has done this or that so uh, you know <laughs> uh, and and it is it's unjust stuff it's unjust stuff and it's entertaining. It's interesting, you know. The worse the story, the more, more interesting it is. <laughs> but, you know, is that what we want to be uh, concentrating on? The world is not just. There is going to be injustice. You're going to be treated wrong. You're going to be overlooked in work situations. You're going to be uh, misunderstood and treated accordingly. The world is not a just place. So we've got plenty of opportunity to exercise this requirement of our Christian life. Plenty of of opportunity and uh, we need to do it. Anyway, that that destructive emotion of woe is me, you know, uh, and I don't know what your, whether it's a personality type thing, but I, I can go that way. I can go that way. I read the story of the, the lost son and, uh, you know, the guy who stayed home and, and didn't do anything wrong and did all the right thing. I, I put my hand up for him. He's, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he, there's a point there. He's got a point, hasn't he? No, no, his attitude was no good. So it, it's a destructive emotion to, be, to, to feel like that and uh, we need to deal with that. If that's... If that's your modus operandi, that's the way you go. I, you need to take that to God. I, we need to take it to God and do put the rubber band on your hand or whatever and when you're feeling like that, give yourself the flick <laughs> or, or whatever because it's, it's the, it's the, we're down the wrong past. What's going on? <laughs> All right, we're done now. <laughs> so, okay. Yep. So, yeah, and uh, Satan would love to counterfeit and, and make us feel some sense of good when there's a whole lot better sense of good, which is wholesome, full, loving relationships. Unforgiveness, it promotes isolation. Uh, isolation says stay at home, uh, stay, yep, uh, unforgiving. No, they don't deserve me. They don't deserve to to interact with me, but we were meant to be relational. Unforgiveness does not help the church. Like I said at the start, you know, our church would be full 
if everyone came who realised that Jesus' forgiveness is total and in this church his forgiveness is total. You know, people are staying away and not coming back because they don't want to face whatever, but they, they are welcome with open arms. They are welcome with open arms. Uh, and so, but if we're being, if we're unforgiving, we're not helping the church in any way. Our pastors and leadership team can work as hard as they like, but if we're not in unity and if we're bringing unforgiveness as our part, well, it makes it so much harder for them. Oh, thank you, Lord, for blessing when, when it's not deserved. Uh, but we recognise stuff, and we was, we want to get it right. Be supportive of our of the move of God and the work of God as it goes forward. There's a scripture for this. I'm going to have a drink. Hebrews twelve fifteen to seventeen. Hear all your pages rustling as you go to it. Is everyone okay? Here's one for us. Work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. I don't want to be in that position. I don't want to go there. And I'm sure, well, I'm pretty sure that unforgiveness has been the undoing of people possibly totally. This is, this is important. Make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity. Keep a sharp eye out for the weeds of bitter discontent. We haven't got many weeds at the moment because it's not raining, is it? <laughs> we need rain. But a thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. You know, I remember the when we had water restrictions and you couldn't water the lawn in 2007. And uh, 078 and the the puncture weed in the back <laughs> back garden just uh, I don't know where it came from, but it soon covered the whole backyard. <laughs> it was it was a big trip to the trampoline. <laughs> High heeled thongs by the time you got there. if your thongs are thick enough because that's not good is it when they yeah a thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time watch out for the esau syndrome trading away god's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite you well know how esau later regretted that and wanted god's blessing by then it was too late tears or no tears work at getting along with each other and with god Oh, I just want it all to happen for me. I just want oh, I just want I just want to feel good all the time and things that no work at getting along with each other and with God. Oh, here's a verse. Uh, yeah, I've got there without holiness no one will see the Lord. That might even be part of that. Uh, Proverbs fifteen seventeen. Better a bread crust shared in love than a slab of prime rib served in hate. Haven't got that one. 
But I'll, I'll read it again. Better a bread crust shared in love than a slab of prime rib served in hate. So what do we do? What's winding up? What? How do we go forward? That's it's very simple. Yeah, forgive, forgive one another. That's the simple answer. But how do we drill down into that? Um, we are, we allow the Holy Spirit to identify anything that's not obviously identifiable. And uh, in no way is this message meant to be us to let's dredge up every bad thing that's happened to everyone because that's that's not the purpose of this message. It's if God's saying something about something, we take heed and we take we deal with it. Um, Jesus said, keep on forgiving 77 times and more. And he said, Father, forgive them. When I was seeking the Holy Spirit, all I, I got from him was that he said, when you've got hassles in this area, he says, I'm here, I will help you. Jesus said it's done. Jesus did it. He's paved the way and there's help at hand for us. So when people do things to you, uh, I, first thing I reckon we should do is ask the question, did they mean to do that? Did they mean it? Because Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They didn't mean it. They didn't know. They were just going with the crowd. They were just doing what was, what was you know, really needed and purpose for, for our salvation. <laughs> could they help it is the next question. Could, is it something they could help or is there something, you know, a weakness in that person's life or something in that person's life that means that they can't help doing that? You're a stronger person than them in that area. Could they help it? If no, fair enough. Maybe our tolerance level goes up. And if, it's, if they did mean it, if they totally meant it, we still forgive. And the example is, is Joseph back in Egypt. A lot of harmful stuff happened to him. But he forgave his brothers and he said, Hey, it's okay. You sold me. You meant evil for me. Yep, and uh, you meant it for evil and look what happened. A nation was born that influenced the whole world, that, that changed what our world is today. Orcas Joseph had a good attitude. He, he, was, he was really mucked around, that guy. He did nothing wrong and uh, everyone did wrong to him and then he was the conduit for a kingdom to, be, to last through the famine and go forward. Fantastic. Another quote. Relationships don't thrive because the guilty are punished, but because the wounded are merciful. Joseph was merciful to his brothers. He could have really punished them. Uh, he could have wiped out the Israeli nation that was about to, you know, really flourish from those 70 initial people. But... He was merciful. He was wounded, but he was merciful. I want to be that person. Uh, relationships don't thrive because people keep butting heads and someone does something bad and someone else doesn't forgive. That's not a flourishing relationship. But when the wounded are merciful, that it can thrive. Very importantly, I think forgiveness will unlock God's purposes 
in us and in other people's lives, uh, which might have been blocked otherwise. And the example of our old mate Saul, who was going around persecuting the Christians until God got a hold of him uh, on the road uh, to Damascus. And uh, a guy called Ananias, the, the Christians weren't going to have a bar with, of Saul because they were scared, scared of him. And God taps and a good guy called Ananias on the shoulder and said, hey, go to this guy, he's changed. Ananias certainly asked the question, don't worry about that. But he did it. And he went to Saul, brought Saul into the fold, and away Paul went. Um, forgiveness, we can be a bridge in people's lives. We can be a bridge with, by forgiving others, we can be a bridge for them stepping into their destiny. And we certainly can be a bridge of stepping into our own destiny. I never want to be someone holding back someone's purpose. Even with an expectation, even with an expectation of someone. Probably one last thing and it's something I was yakking to Pastor Robin about. It was for, the word forgive and for before something means pre. And uh, didn't delve into this, uh, but pre, how about forgive at the, beforehand, which to me means good attitude towards someone. Lifting them up in prayer, seeing the good in them, seeing their potential in them, uh, rather than looking uh, for the the faults in them, and uh, focusing on that, and then looking for it, and then oh, there it is, there. It is. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I. That's what I'm. That that is exactly what I'm saying. No. For have that heart for people, someone that you that you look up to and love in, in, in the Christian way, they do something wrong, you'll think, well, that's just an aberration. There's something up there. I'm going to help with that rather than get offended by it. Let's do forgiveness well. Let's do forgiveness well. Um, it's been done for us, totally been done for us, so we need to do it well. Father, just, we just want to thank you that Jesus is once again once again Jesus is the example but we are not left without resources and Holy Spirit you want to help us in anything we need helping with in this area Lord for those of us who've got really good memories Lord help those memories to not apply to stuff that we don't need to bring back stuff that's in the past and it needs to stay there so Holy Spirit, do a work on our minds, on our memories. And Lord, we just thank you for the fruit going forward of living a life in freedom, forgiveness, purpose, releasing others into purpose just by, you know, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, you feel it, don't you, when someone's got a big expectation on you? And, uh, you know, you're not, I can't move as free in that, when, when that's there. You're, you're worried about that rather than stepping into your, to your thing. 
So, you know, we release others in, in full forgiveness and, and they can just soar and fly. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.